Hello and welcome to the PR department podcast. You're through to your host Katie Braden and this is episode 35. Welcome, welcome. As you can see by the title, um, which is everything wrong with makeup for men, um, I'm going to go off straight away and say that is absolutely a clickbait title and if you're expecting me to say that men should not be wearing makeup or anything along those lines um, you will be bitterly disappointed so I would suggest saving your time and choosing another podcast to listen to. Um, I could have kept that going um, but why would I? (laughs) So anyway now we've established that. Um, So I was really I was completely unsure as to what I was going to talk about this week. Like I had a few um, really quite awful ideas actually um, that I had no meat to them whatsoever. They were literally just working titles and that's as far as I got. Um, But then one of um, my lovely listeners, uh, Alexandra, who also has a podcast called um, Culture Gone Bad, you should go and check it out. she sent me an amazing uh, link to a podcast and I was having an hour about saying what the podcast was because it's a really big reference for this episode. However, I'm not going to because um, I disagree with a lot of the things that they sort of said and how they approached this topic in the podcast. Um, if you want to ask me privately, I will send it to you um, over on Instagram at the PR department podcast. Um, of course, I will share that information, but I just didn't want to sort of bash them for no reason because I do quite, I have quite strong differing opinions anyway. Um, so anyway, Alexandra sent me this podcast, which was all about um, the makeup for men, like male makeup movement. And I seriously did like pause it a fair few times and actually go back and double check when it was posted because I really couldn't believe it it was posted like recently, like very recently. Um, And number one, I just couldn't believe that we were talking about men in makeup or like as the male makeup movement as such as like a new thing. Um, And here's the thing, like I'm fully, well, this is my interpretation. Um, I'm aware that I think that they were coming at this topic from with like exclusively cis male men in mind. So straight men. Um, I mean, that has to be the answer to it because I mean... Yeah, I I on, honestly had to check when it was posted because it seemed really bizarre. Anyway, like, for example, where I'm coming from, you have, like, James Charles, not the best example, but a really strong example of sort of boys in beauty, you know, men wear makeup. Um, he was the first male face of CoverGirl in 2016. Then you have, like, Bretman Rock, who um, is a non-binary person, um, but was um quoted as being the first gay man on the cover of playboy in 2021 so even that you know that's like a whole two years ago if we're talking like trend forecasting trend cycles which is what this sort of media publication and podcast is known for like that is still two years ago um so 
I couldn't get my head around why a leading trend forecasting and media platform was talking about the male makeup movement as if it just happened last week. I could not get my head around that. Um, I get it. Like the the space where the likes of Bretman and James move are not necessarily mainstream male spaces. Um, you know, they're not uh, cis white male men. I mean, James is white, but you know, they're not cis men. Um so I get it like a lot of the time when it comes to queer culture or black culture sort of dictating trends it does take time to sort of trickle down and hit mainstream if you will um but they have been doing this for years um and also like let's not pretend that boys in beauty as a phrase was not a massive thing um and a huge rise it had a huge rise in the beauty industry and also mainstream media because of youtube stars throughout like 2016 17 and onwards like during that time some of the main faces of beauty you know who had millions of subscribers they were the faces of you know makeup companies you know other lifestyle companies you know it was all the boys in beauty you know you had Jeffree Star, James Charles, Manny MUA, um, Gabriel, um, my mind's gone blank, Bretman, you know, all of these people like were really leading um, and that was the boys in beauty movement and I even went back and checked and there were like mainstream news articles talking about quote unquote the rise of boys in beauty and that was in 2017. So I'm not going crazy, I'm not. Um... A lot of the references in the podcast were men such as Machine Gun Kelly wearing nail polish, um, you know, Jared Leto bringing out skincare, Harry Styles, etc, etc. Another one that was focused on was Brad Pitt launching a gender inclusive skincare brand and it was kind of like celebrated that Brad Pitt had done a gender inclusive skincare brand. Um, Brad's not stupid, like as much as, you know, Brad Pitt doing a skincare for men, yeah, great, perfect. But Brad's team would know that the main audience for skincare at the moment is mostly women. So by Brad Pitt doing sort of a male focused, you know, selling to a Brad Pitt kind of consumer, he's not going to make many sales. So it's in his best interest to fill his pocket to make it gender inclusive allegedly that's just my opinion um but all of these men are men who are seen or present straight um or they haven't stated their sexuality um so using what i would personally say is a little bit of a sprinkling of queer baiting um to get a little bit more media attention you know when they do things like appearances red carpets etc like I feel like the only time anybody ever talks about Machine Gun Kelly is when he does like either something weird or when he's on the red carpet and he's wearing a, a dress or a skirt or nail polish, which I love that. I think go for it. You look fantastic. Like clothes are clothes, makeup is makeup. Um, but the mainstream media every time will post pictures of him because of what he's wearing or, you know, this and that and what is sort of mainstream, quote unquote, weird gets that attention. Um, I, it just bothered me somewhat that these men, you know, those were the ones that were picked as the reference for this men in makeup 
movement when it's not their movement they're just sort of capitalizing on it almost you know like it just I don't know it felt a bit icky to me um I have absolutely no problem with any man or any person expressing themselves um I champion it in fact but like can we not find other more accurate references um or even like a cross-section of references like not just straight men who by mainstream media sort of ways are like on the edge of sort of this queer baiting thing um I will say um they did talk a lot about the rise of um certain procedures that men are having sort of particularly post-pandemic such as like Botox hair transplants being a huge one um the stat that they quoted was one in every 13 men have had a hair transplant which yes I can see that um there is a rise in, you know, men wanting to look good with more of an interest in grooming skincare, you know, even subtle makeup, nail polish and fashion. Um, and that is probably because of the rise of number one, celebrities doing it on the red carpet. And then number two, sort of the average men posting these things on TikTok, making it more mainstream, um, making it more acceptable to the wider conversation amongst, you know, sort of cisgender straight men um which is all positive and is definitely something that has happened post pandemic but can we not quote that the whole of the makeup for men movement started post pandemic because of people posted on tiktok because it's simply not true um you know there's a whole history that has come prior to that um which has been far more impactful on that movement than you know machine gun kelly wearing nail polish um yeah so then we come down to sort of the phrase itself um and if you thought i had a problem before this is where i really have the problem makeup for men is a terrible phrase and i'll tell you why um how is it makeup for men and that's not a rhetorical question that is like a genuine question um because some of the differences that were cited in the podcast were just I just almost couldn't believe that I was listening to it like apparently some of the main differences in makeup quote-unquote makeup for men is that they have skincare benefits and they're derived with clean ingredients okay um that's great but does all makeup not have that could I not walk into any makeup store and find a foundation or a skin tint or a concealer that has like hyaluronic acid in it for example um because I definitely could like for me and I think as a fact like I'm not even gonna say for me it's a fact makeup is makeup end of like that is just makeup is makeup and makeup can be used in any way you want and anybody can use makeup in any format in any setting so having this makeup for men it's marketing it's literally the only foundation of it is marketing um like they even spoke about how one of the main issues at the moment with 
quote-unquote makeup for men is that they have a really limited shade range. I have to keep taking pauses because I'm just like, I can't, seriously. Um, They then went on to say that Fenty has such a huge offering for women in terms of shade range in that category and that men's makeup is so behind. Like, are we hearing ourselves? The product is right there. The shade range is right there at Fenty. If we sort of stopped saying, this is for men, this is for women, then there wouldn't be a problem. Like, the answer isn't make more brands and make more products for men with a greater shade range. The answer is tell men that it's acceptable to find the product and shade range that works for them regardless of what packaging or branding or name is on the side of it um yeah and I I get it I work in PR I work in marketing I know how it works a lot of consumers will not purchase something unless it speaks directly to them or is marketed directly to them um so I understand that and they did go on later in the podcast to talk about um brands that are gender neutral and how um, they have amazing things like for example um, one brand that they quoted had um, a sort of like base makeup product and the first shade was sheer so instead of sort of building up or like finding your color it was more that you could build up the density of the product Um, I mean that's really inventive and really clever and again it's a gender neutral way of approaching a brand and a product it's not makeup for men you know anybody could want that system and that system could work for any skin type you know I would quite like that as a you know cisgendered woman um and then another one that they championed was um Harry Styles pleasing um because I didn't even know this like I've not really seen much press about it but apparently they just did a collaboration um with someone sorry my notes have escaped me um and it was like uh durable um like colors that can be used in like you in a universal way again you know that's great for men and women and it's that product and that collaboration itself was all aimed at people who maybe don't have makeup experience or knowledge so it's a great way for people to get into it if they've got no idea what they're doing and just to play and have fun. And I think that is a really key part that was missing from this conversation was, you know, all of the brands that were highlighted were very heavy on being gender neutral and having the product as the focus and also the functionality of the product as the focus. So if we kind of flip the switch and it's not makeup for men, it's just makeup for people who maybe haven't done makeup before, which a lot of women haven't done makeup before. Um, You know, it's not exclusive to men. Yeah, okay, they are the bigger audience in this, but, you know, I feel like putting these labels on it and making it this big marketing thing, I don't know, I just feel like it's not the most productive thing to do with this scenario.
I think moving forward, um, we're going to see a huge shift from brands that will show, um, you know, both men, women, non-binary people in their campaigns um, and not having like men branded stuff or women branded stuff. And it is more about product and functionality. Um, I think there's a real cry from that um, for that from consumers anyway, you know, having the product function and the innovation behind the product as the key marketing ploy as opposed to you know a big celebrity name or um you know just telling us that it's really great or listing some facts about the product that probably aren't true like we really want to see like innovative design um and functionality like over anything um I would say that um, fashion is usually ahead of um, beauty trend cycles and you know we've seen for you know a good few years now certain brands certain designers who don't actually show men and women's anymore they just show and it's just the clothes and you can just wear them because they are just clothes Um and I think this you know ultimately this doesn't just go for men this goes for you know, everything, fashion, clothes are clothes, makeup is makeup, skincare is skincare. And I think for brands to be attractive to a male audience, we do need to market like this. Um, This is the way forward, but it also really heavily, you know, the success of this really relies on our media and our tone of voice. So, you know, highlighting the Makeup for Men movement, whilst yeah okay you are maybe gonna inspire some men who have never thought of wearing makeup or using grooming products before great but I think if the conversation and also like you know what we're what we're showing the campaign imagery the social media content the influencers they're working with the celebrities that they're collaborating like it it's all encompassing um makeup is makeup and skincare is for everyone and clothes are for everyone and I think if we market in that way you will automatically hit that cisgender male audience um you know there is a rise of this category being more comfortable with grooming with skincare with you know alterations alterations that's not what I meant um you know things like Botox and you know surgeries and all this stuff like you know wearing subtle makeup there's definitely the rise in this category um did they invent it no but it's great that men feel that they can boost their self-esteem and feel better about themselves and look their best feel their best by using these products and they feel comfortable to do so that is great um but I think having products and brands specifically for men is only going to stigmatize it more, in my opinion. Um, especially when, you know, you have quote unquote battles in this market with shade range, so on and so forth. Like men with deeper skin tones shouldn't have to not wear their concealer for men because they can't find their skin tone when their skin tone is literally on the counter next to them but they don't look at it because it's not for men whereas if brands in general 
just marketed to everyone you know what I'm saying I feel like I've made the same point 10 times but anyway um yeah and I'm to, to like and I'm not saying all brands should do this either because obviously like some brands they have a predominantly female audience and they will like that is them that's fine like that's where they make their sales that's where they put their marketing money you know they invest in female influencers they do female celebrity collabs and that is fine and there are going to be brands out there that are for men and that's also fine but I'm just saying in terms of this conversation um if brands are looking to capture the heart and mind of the maximum amount of the population to be honest which is like in terms of a business move really everybody's best interest because why go for just men or just women when you can cover the whole binary spectrum you know that's the question I ask like why exclude when you can take everyone's money like if I was a business that's how I would be thinking um you know and that when you're running a business that is fundamentally what it comes down to is where are we making money and who is buying our products it's not out of the goodness of their heart because they want men to feel good about themselves it's because they want men to buy products so if we think about it from that perspective it really is in everyone's best interest to make sure that everyone's dollar is accepted um But yeah, I think moving forward, I think there really will be a big shift in brands who maybe were doing more female-led marketing um, to be showing, you know, lots of different um, representations. You know, we are seeing that already in the name of sort of inclusivity, um, but something that isn't represented, I think, is sort of the cisgender straight man especially when it comes to makeup because I think makeup um, company owners are under the impression that those men are not interested and they're not buying their products Um, so I think with this movement I'm really reluctant to call it a movement um, but you know what I mean with this rise of interest um, I think there will be a rise in sales and therefore a shift needed in marketing Um, you know I'm a massive believer I always say this if people cannot physically see themselves you know visually see themselves in your marketing on your social media pages with the influencers you work with with the collaborations that you do with the UGC content you choose to boost and repost if people cannot see themselves in that content they are less likely to buy your products like if I do five posts on social media and two of those are with cis men you know I've got two out of five times to capture their heart's imagination and therefore you know push them towards purchasing so if I'm not showing them they don't know it's for them so I think you know brands will start to show hey you know this is how this product can be used um and I know especially in beauty um a lot of brands have been using boys men for a really long time um but it's up until now been these very strong creative artistic you know really standout looks um so moving forward maybe we're going to see more of a trend of this very subtle you know barely there like sort of unclockable makeup which I think is what this category of men is looking for and it's not something 
you're seeing a lot of, especially on social media. So I think there is definitely a rise there and it will definitely cause a shift there. But showing men how they can use products that exist on the market to work for them, I think is definitely the way forward. Um, We do not need any more makeup for men brands. Um, I would love to see more gender neutral brands that focus on product functionality. Absolutely. Um, But makeup for men, for me, it's 100% marketing and I'm not interested. Um, So yeah, those are my thoughts on the topic. Um, I hope that that was interesting. Um, and yeah, (laughs) I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say. Oh yeah, there was one more thing. Um, so they also said on the podcast that it really has changed the game in terms of, um, being able to purchase makeup online. You know, men don't have to go into Selfridges and walk up to the Kylie Cosmetics counter and get their makeup. (laughs) Not that that would ever happen, but you know what I mean? Like they don't have to go through like the social interaction and feeling uncomfortable and having, you know, the predominantly female staff like A, judge them or B, not really know what to suggest for them. So having that online faceless interaction, I think is going to be a real strong gateway for a lot of men who want to try these things, but don't necessarily want to do it in public like as a cisgendered white female I also do not like going into department stores and going up to beauty counters like I find it so such an intimidating and unpleasant experience like if anybody finds it a great experience like I just want to know what you're doing because I find it so awkward every time like it really it gets me sweating um so I can't imagine what you know somebody else who maybe is not so socially accepted to wear makeup would feel in that scenario because I don't feel good and it's supposed to be built for me so you know um yeah I think having e-com is obviously fantastic um so maybe change my statement we'll see a lot of gender neutral brands with product functionality and e-com as their focus moving forward that is my trend prediction um and i I think I know it's going to come true. Like I have faith, strong faith in myself. Anyway, that is all of my thoughts for today. um, And I will see you in the next one. Bye.